this is the Becker's Healthcare Podcast, created by the team of Becker's Healthcare, a multimedia company devoted to the people who power U.S. healthcare. Four new 15-minute episodes are released daily, containing industry news, analysis, and thought leadership from powerful healthcare decision makers. Support our show by leaving it a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or other platforms you use. It's a chance to tell us what you like about the show and act on your feedback. Thanks for listening. Now here's the episode. Welcome everyone to the Becker's Healthcare podcast series. I'm Ryan Muhammad, a writer and moderator with Becker's Healthcare, and I am absolutely thrilled to have with me today Ashish Shah, CEO of Dina. Mr. Shah, it's so nice to talk with you today. How are you? I'm doing great, Mariah. Thanks again for the opportunity to join you today. Yeah, of course. Well, to begin, uh, would you mind please introducing yourself and then telling us a bit about your background? Thanks again for having me. I'm, I'm Ashish. I'm the CEO and co-founder of Dina. Dina at a high level is working with health plans across the country to help improve their access to both medical and non-medical benefits outside of the traditional healthcare settings. So, you know, think personal care services, healthy meal programs, access to smart transportation. Um, and just a little bit about myself. You know, I've spent the majority of my career in healthcare and technology um, prior to starting Dina in 2015. I was the chief technology officer and had a product for a market-leading interoperability company where we worked with large health systems and health plans and really uh, improved their act, uh, data sharing initiatives. And so uh, helping them get information out into the hands of primary care physicians, specialists, and other key members of the care team to ensure that the very best things were happening for their patients. Uh, one of the gaps uh, in our in our work at that time was we really weren't extending our reach into the home and community, and that, along with a couple of other factors, factors were ultimately the inspiration around around launching Dina back in 2015. Wonderful! Thank you so much for that wonderful kind of explanation on the company. Um, for you. Is there anything that you're most excited about right now, whether it's something you're doing with the company or anything in your career? Yeah, I, I think the the piece that I'm probably most excited about right now is if I think back to 2011, you know, shortly after, you know, our prior company was acquired by a large health plan, you know, really broad access to home and community-based services was, was something that um, ac- academics uh, really discussed, and there were some pockets of innovation. Uh, but now what we're seeing is a real broad movement led by CMS, but also many others within the private insurer space to really do a better job of unlocking access to benefits and services that can address the entirety of what an individual needs. Some have you know, put this into a bucket of social determinants of health. Others have branded it whole person care. Um, but one of the most exciting things right now is just the energy and momentum across all different aspects uh, of the healthcare ecosystem working on, on really doing a much better job here. So whether that's policymakers, academics, practitioners, payers, um, it's, it's really wonderful to see the entire community uh, come together around um, not only just making this a priority, but really delivering on the promise. Yeah, that sounds absolutely wonderful and exciting, definitely. Um, are there any issues or problems that you're having right now that you're spending a lot of time on? Yeah, I, I would say, you know, five years ago, Mariah, there was a lot of, uh, a lot of discussion around 
I would say targeted innovation or pilots where what would what would the impact of a healthy meal program or exercise program be for a senior that may be on a Medicare Advantage plan or somebody who's a, a dually eligible individual, both on Medicare and Medicaid. And so there's a lot of wonderful uh, experimentation. I think we are starting to graduate out of that phase. And some of the things that uh, we're really working closely with our partners and customers on right now is there's still a lot of challenges around raising awareness of what these various benefits and services are. So awareness for the member uh, is, is a big issue and we're spending time on that. The second is just really streamlining access to un unlocking um, from the idea that somebody understands what a home health aid can do for them on their healthcare journey or a healthy meal program and how to access it is, is how do we remove all the barriers and address all the friction points to actually receiving and benefiting from the actual service itself. The third thing that uh, we're starting to spend a lot more time on is uh, working with our plan customers and others in the industry to really correlate the value in unlocking these home-based medical and non-medical benefits back to the overall quality and total cost of care story. And I think this is really critical because uh, although everyone believes that this is the right thing and there's some research behind it, uh, really putting in infrastructure in place to measure the impact of, uh, of these wonderful benefits and services, I think is going to be increasingly critical, especially in light of some of the things that we're starting to see from regulators and CMS, where there's calls for increased transparency around what the access rates look like for many of these, uh, what are referred to as supplemental benefits. Um, so uh, I think people want to know what are the access rates, what is the value that's being created, and ultimately that's what's going to be required to move from these being supplemental or extra benefits that some may have access to where health plans compete on to becoming something that's more standard in nature. Um, so these are just some of the key issues that we're very focused in on right now. Got it, got it. Yeah, thank you so much for that insight. Before I let you go, there is one last question that I wanted to ask you. And that is, what will the most effective healthcare leaders need in order to be successful in the next two or three years? Oh, it's such a good question, Mariah. I, I think there's a there's a number of things that uh, I think health you know healthcare leaders can do to be really successful. But I, I think at the top of the list is focus. Um, I think really zooming in on the problems that uh, that can be most impactful in terms of uh, working to a solution. I would say that's at the, at the top of the list. There's, the healthcare ecosystem is so large, and there's so many needs. I think. Um, in order for a leader to be very effective, their ability to sort of narrow in on the most important items that they can move the needle on uh, is at the top of the list. And I think right behind that is with focus comes um, the ability to listen. I think if you're truly going to work towards sustainable, scalable solutions, you need to be an, an excellent listener. Uh, you need to bring people together, understand what's really happening on the ground. And so I think, you know, listening is going to be very, very critical. Always has been, but I think more so moving forward. And then the third is uh, is commitment. Many things in healthcare require collaboration. They're not necessarily easy. Um, and so I think really sticking 
through the actual journey and seeing um, seeing it all the way through from identification of problem, listening to your stakeholders, crafting a solution, and then actually working it completely through uh, is something that may not be fast, often is not fast. And so I think we need leaders in healthcare who are truly committed um, to affecting uh, change over the long haul. Absolutely. I completely agree with all the things you just said. Thank you so much for those final thoughts. This has been an amazing discussion. So I want to thank you again for coming on Becker's Healthcare. We really do appreciate it. And I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Thanks, Mariah. I really appreciate the opportunity to come on the podcast today. It's so important for leaders at the top of organizations to keep learning, stay sharp, grow their networks, to help our audience better do this in a more simplified, personalized, and meaningful way, Becker's Healthcare has launched MyBHC. It's your trusted Becker's Healthcare experience and more with content, connections, events, and learning opportunities. Join the community free of charge at www.my.beckershospitalreview.com and we'll see you there.